Hello and welcome to the Folk Music Podcast. My name is Anders and in this episode I'm speaking with Danish accordion player Anders Trabjerg and Japanese fiddler Mayu Yanachi. They have been working as professional musicians in the Galway traditional music scene for many years uh, and today they're married and have uh, two wonderful kids. So I've known Anders and Mayu for more than 10 years now and uh, I count them as really good friends. It's always nice to come by their house whenever I'm in town. And um, on my latest visit, I decided to bring some recording equipment and we recorded this podcast episode. So as usual, uh, the conversation uh, covers a wide variety of topics. Um, we speak about obviously how they first came to town and uh, met each other and um, how their first encounter with the Irish music scene was. Um, we talk about their life as professional musicians in uh, in Galway on the Irish West Coast uh, and how uh, the the session scene works which I find to be very interesting. Uh, we reflect on the role of Irish traditional music in Irish society today uh, and we even discuss the role that institutions have in music education in which some um, rather strong opinions surface so <laughs> be aware of that. Um, and we talk about how they managed to combine uh, family life with being gigging musicians, which uh, which obviously can be a challenge. So um, I really enjoy this conversation. Uh, I have a feeling that uh, you will as well. So um, with all that said, here is my conversation with Anders Trabjerg and Mario Janacci. Okay, so I'm here with Anders Trabjerg and Mario Janacci. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And it's good to be um, in your home. This is uh, usually one of the first places I go when I come to town mm-hmm. to get some coffee and the latest news. <laughs> <laughs> so um, um, you're also one of the first, uh, some of the first people I got to know when I came to Galway 10 years ago. Can you believe mm-hmm. it? I know I can't believe that. <laughs> it's quite sad, really. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. <laughs> but, um, but you've been there even longer. Uh, I think you've been there the longest, Anish. Yes. yes. So tell me, like, how how the heck did you end up in Galway? <laughs> well, when, when did you first come here? Well, I came in '96. So, what year were you born again? <laughs> a little bit before that. Okay, oh, yeah, but not, not that much. <laughs> I came to Galway in '96, uh, where I was very lucky that I got a grant from the from the Danish government to uh, go and learn more Irish music. Mm-hmm. I was playing Irish music in Denmark and. I kind of come to a place where I thought, okay, yeah, uh, I needed to go to Ireland. Was there a scene for Danish, no, sorry, Irish music in Denmark at the time? Or, oh, yes. Or how yeah. did you learn it in the first place? Oh, yeah, yeah. In Denmark, there was a quite strong scene, I would say, with traditional music, Irish traditional music, and uh, also sit dancers and Kaylee bands and, and all that. Mm. Um, and it had been going on for, for many years. Uh, I think the sessions maybe started in the late... If I'm not mistaken, the late 70s. Yeah, okay. Or, or late 70s or early 80s in the part of Denmark where I lived. Mm-hmm. Or not, I didn't live there, but it was the session that I, the closest session I could, or yeah, closest session that I could go to was an old session. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but uh, you realized that you had to go to the source, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and why did you choose Galway? Uh, I had asked people in the. In, what could you say in the scene? You know, uh, the, where 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 was the best place to go? Mm-hmm. Where should I go if I want to go to Ireland and and find the 
the real music, you yeah. know. And they said, all said, go to the West. Yeah. And Galway, oh, Galway is a great place, you know. There's lots of music, lots of musicians. And and I suppose that it was the, you could say, the the Galway style that attracted me to Irish music anyway. Yeah. Uh, of the legendary recording of Joe Cooley, that was one of the things that really got me into mm. to Irish accordion music. Yeah. So, uh, how was your first meeting with Galway then? Like, oh, <laughs> it was very funny. You had this grant. You were coming I, over with the grant. I had, I had a grant. grant. I got a, you know, I, I yeah, and doing getting this grant, you know, I, um, I received a letter from the Irish Arts Council in Dublin. Uh, and it was a long letter with all these uh, saying that how much I could learn when I came to Galway and all these great teachers that we would be in Galway. And there was a name of all these famous accordion players, you know, and I was overwhelmed and thinking, oh, my God, you know, I'm going to go to Galway. I'm going to get taught by all these amazing musicians. Mm. But uh, it's the typical Irish thing, you know, they kind of give you a letter and then you have to sort out everything yourself. So the Yeah, there was no... I- arrangements made with any of these or? no arrangement no. whatsoever <laughs> so when i landed in galway and i uh, uh, finally met one of the the people on the list that i had gotten from the arts council they had of course never heard anything from the arts council and most of them actually didn't teach at all no <laughs> <laughs> so um, but it was yeah but i remember coming to galway uh, the very first day coming to galway uh, when i landed and um, and it was funny, you, you have to kind of know, it's not like you can go, just go and find music everywhere all the time. You have to also know where you have to go. Sure. So uh, when I came off the bus, I got out from the bus station and I thought, hmm, should I walk right or left? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I walked right, uh-huh. which sent me up in uh, another place where, you would never find any music at all. No. So I was walking around there for an hour and trying to source out the city. And this, of course, this is before internet and Google Maps or yeah. anything. You know, so you're just kind of getting an idea. Okay, you're in this place and... Just walking around listening for uh, accordion music? Yeah. Well, just listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also remember then that I was very lucky. I had just a month and a half before moving to Ireland mm-hmm. or moving to Galway. I had in Denmark, I had met a Danish lady that lived in Galway. Mm-hmm. So she had, uh, this is also more like, this before mobile phones nearly. Yeah. You know, that's, so. That's how old you are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so uh, she, had, she had given me the landline number for the house she was in and she had said, okay, yeah, but when you come to Galway, give us a call and we'll put you up for, you know, until you kind of get sorted. Sure. Um. So, of course, when I got off this bus, you know, and of course I phoned the house, but it's a house phone, so if people are not there, yeah, they yeah. don't that's, pick up. Yeah, that's how it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, how it's be. incredible yeah. to think about yeah, It is really. <laughs> well, nowadays you phone somebody, and if they don't pick up, what the fuck is wrong with people? You know, why, do, why, are they, why are they ignoring me? <laughs> so, anyway, after walking around there for half an hour in one side, and, oh, yeah, I went down another road, you know, and suddenly it was like, I heard the music, yeah, you know, and it, 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 was, it was incredible. I walked in the door, and there was, I don't know, 10 musicians sitting yeah. in the pub playing, mm-hmm. and it was the music that I liked, yeah. because the the night before I stayed in Dublin, I also heard some music, 
and the music that I heard there wasn't what no, attracted it, me. No, I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I was very happy. I arrived there and I opened the door and there was all these musicians and it there was a nice swing to it. It there was an accordion, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it all helped. And there was my Danish friend sitting playing the flute. Oh really? So it was like, oh man, that was great, you know. I right. because you walk around with two accordions and a big backpack with has a tent strapped to it and yeah. you, you know yourself <laughs> what you're doing when yeah. you're young and you go traveling. <laughs> um the rest is history, so to speak. And the rest is more or less history, yeah. yeah. How about you, uh, Mayo? When, when did you start playing Irish music? Um, well, I started learning... I used to play classical music when I was young. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped playing after 10 years. So I had a, like, 10 years break. Okay. And then... Um, I Yeah, I started... I wanted to play... Irish music. And where did you live? Where did you grow up? Uh, Tokyo. Tokyo. Japan. And I was in Japan at the time, and I was looking for a teacher, a fiddle teacher. And I found uh, a person called Taktamura, and who just came back from Galway and started teaching in Japan. So I started taking a lesson, his lesson, and I got really interested in it. And so... Um, but was there like um, a scene of some sort of people playing Irish music in Tokyo at the time? Yes, there was a big scene, yeah. big enough scene. And yeah, so I started playing the session there. <clears throat> but then I didn't stay there very long. I just wanted to, to go to Ireland straight mm-hmm. away. Okay. So uh, that year, also Japan and Ireland had started doing this uh, working holiday scheme. Yeah, where you can come for one year on a working holiday visa. Yes, and you can work here. Yeah. Uh, so I got into this program and I came here in two thousand, the end of 2007. So the whole year of 2008, I was here. Mm-hmm. So I came to Goli straight away because Tak was here mm-hmm. and I thought that was the place. Yeah. And then, uh, well, I needed to stay somewhere and I... Tak uh, contacted Anders if he had a room mm-hmm. in his house. And there he was. Yeah. So I moved in here. And the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I blame Tak. Yeah. <laughs> it's all his fault. <laughs> no, but it's, it's interesting. Like when I first came to Goldway in 2012, um, I didn't realize how global of a, of a phenomenon Irish music really is. Uh, so I was kind of taken aback at the point. Like, I mean, I remember coming into my first session in Galway, like similar <laughs> to you maybe. Um, so many like great musicians playing music and enjoying themselves. And none of them are from Ireland. They're from France, Germany, uh, Italy, and, and, and Japan. Yeah, everywhere, even. really. Uh, and it seems to be like... I never knew that I would meet so many really nice Japanese people from playing Irish music, <laughs> but it, it seems to be uh, it seems to be very uh, everything is relative, of course. But it's yeah. there seems to be a big scene in Japan for Irish music. Yes, there is. Yeah, I mean you can well Tokyo, of course, but there are several cities like Kyoto. They have big scenes there, and North in Hokkaido as well, and there are a big circle of dancers mm. like Kelly. Okay. Yeah, dance dancers as well so they have their own community 
and they started having an inter-college festival which the, all the college students will get together and learn music and the dance mm-hmm. at this, this, you know, intense weekend. Mm-hmm. So that became kind of the start of it. And then now it's spread to the young generation, yeah. which is really good. Yeah. You also have to say there is a lot of people. There is a lot of people in Japan, but, well, but, yes. but, but I mean, there's a lot of people in many places, but... Uh, Hmm. It seems like Irish music has taken hold. Is there anything about Japan or Japanese people that makes like Irish music click to a certain extent? Like something special? Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably there is some kind of things because we are all like both of island. We, we're, True. you know, island and Japan, they're both island and we have kind of like similar... You know, personality-wise, and uh, well, I, I can't say what is exactly that attracts us to Irish music, but there must be certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some kind of reminiscence, almost. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's, that's interesting. Just unfortunate that it's like on the other side of the globe. Oh, it's <laughs> very far. It is God. very far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, what can you do? You just have to follow your heart. Exactly. I mean, it just takes a day. Mm. That's it. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Like, what's what's a day in your life at the end of the day? There you go. But um, okay, ever since, I mean, you both came to Galway and, and met each other, like you've made a living basically from playing Irish music in, in Galway, which is quite a feat. I know for you guys now, it is, it's, it's just your normal thing that you do. But Yeah. But can you just describe for people like not familiar with the scene and, and like what is it that you do for a living really we go in and provide entertainment in the pubs in Galway mm. um, and it's acoustic music mm. uh, so we just come uh, we are normally two or sometimes three people who's hired to come and yeah. kind of sit in a corner mm. uh, and it's uh, Mostly what you call an open session, which means that uh, you have uh, Anders from Norway who comes with his accordion and would like to to join. Sure. Then Anders can join. Mm. Or you have Gertrude from Germany who come with her flute yeah. and she would like to join. And she can, uh, you know, yeah. uh, of course, it's it works the best if people know what they're doing and all that. Of, we, we have to deal with many situations. As yeah. You you know yourself you have been in it you have seen it you know mm. um yeah it's a, it's an interesting thing like the whole i don't know psychology aspect of like mm-hmm. playing irish music in, in in a session like yes and like so many like unwritten rules in some ways that like some people know and some people don't know them yet so you have to kind yeah. of politely guide them guide, guide them <laughs> like so yeah. so i mean your your gig as, uh, as like session hosts are Obviously, it's about playing tunes and playing music and providing like a good, a good, good atmosphere in yeah. the club for the guests. Yeah. But it's also about like being hosts and making like the people coming in to play, uh, making their experience a good one as well. Uh, was was yeah. there a learning curve involved there? Like learn like which tunes to play or how to behave in front of people coming in? Or uh, as I, of course. With Irish music, there is so many tunes. Uh, so let's say that you have, uh, 
let's just say you have 150 tunes that you know, okay, uh, well, they are kind of the bones of the traditional music. Mm. And that is maybe not what people know, but it's definitely what they should know. <laughs> yeah. Common yeah. Tunes. It's yeah. common tunes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and and these common tunes, of course, you have to play quite frequently. Uh, when especially when you have people joining in in the sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you like can, how many times have we played "Cool Is Real"? In oh life? my God! <laughs> yeah. You cannot. Uh, you can not count. No, probably not. <laughs> no, you can't. No. Yeah. Uh, but it's great tune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, in the but, end of. In, but do you ever tire of this? Like. Super common tunes? Oh, uh, not really. If if it's a real like common tunes and traditional tunes that which which survived because it's good, mm. then we get we never get tired of it. No, because it's good. That's why it survived. Yeah, yeah. But of course, yes, there's there, there, of course there's many tunes that we either yeah get tired of or never really bother learning. <laughs> because yeah. they don't do anything for us in the in the end of the day we should i don't feel like sitting playing music that doesn't really do anything for me either no uh, yeah. but it, there's also like um you know in the one kind of season you have a like um like a trendy tunes in galway yeah you know like yeah, that's interesting yeah. in a you know different sessions this tune is like particularly played like everywhere. Mm. It's not that like anybody has discussed or you know, or let, let, you know, this is the trend. This is, but it just happened that you know everybody yeah. played the same this particular tune. Yeah. And then after a while, they just completely forget about it yeah. for a few years, and <laughs> yeah. it might come back. Well, you never. Yeah, it's really yeah. Yeah. So you have like you have the old classic tunes that they will always be there, kind of. Yeah. And. And then you have the kind of the trendy tunes that will come and go in yeah, yeah, the seasons. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, um, and I think like you guys, you also have like a great tune memory. I think like whenever I come over, like, oh, let's play that tune again that I know you play. Like. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we try to remember like what people used to play or what they know because it's very important to find you know the, the same tunes that we can all play mm. because i like some people who have these gigs that you're having like they treat it more like a, a concert in a way like maybe deliberately or unknowingly playing very obscure tunes mm. or or generally being like hostile <laughs> to people <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and like um that's also very common yeah yeah and 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 that's why we don't try not to do like that, because I I have definitely been in that situation before where you kind of it is an open session, mm. but the people who are playing the open don't session treat it like don't so. really like people coming in. No, no, mm. uh, I can understand that because I also sometimes in as a, we enjoy also to play when no one comes in. Yeah, yeah, but. Maybe that's our problem is that we we look at it too professional. You can nearly say that you look at it. Yeah, in, maybe yeah. In what way? Like it, well, in in that way that uh, I as a, I see the I see being a session musician as a job. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you have to accom- accommodate everyone. Yeah. Feel yeah, like. that's part of the gig. Like the, exactly, exactly. I see it like that. Yeah. And but other people don't. No. Uh, and it's not... I, I suppose some people that are doing these gigs, they have... It's not their main thing. Like they have another. Oh, they have a normal real life. Job. <laughs> yeah, they actually have a normal life. They actually have a normal life. And yes. they do this like once a week. Mm. And it's their moment or their time to just enjoy enjoy and play tunes. Like, yeah. Whereas for you, like, how many gigs do you do like uh, in a normal week? As it, let's say it has come down the last few years. Okay, but yeah, because, since because we got kids, you have a family now. Yeah. And, yeah, but we do together. Three a week mm-hmm. in Tufts, and Anders does one, two, three beside that, maybe at night. Yeah, used to do maybe four or five. Yeah, so, yeah. so you're playing uh, in average middle as a seven, eight gigs a week. You do seven to eight gigs a week in, in average, yeah, I would yeah. say, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I know, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, but that's what you have. That's the thing. That's what you have to do as well. You know, yeah. you're to, living to survive. <laughs> to survive, to pay the rent, yeah, to because, be able to eat. Because yeah. we, and we we don't need to go into like financial details, but I mean, in my opinion, they should definitely be paying you more or people playing in the sessions in. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, but there's no doubt about that. Uh, Everyone know that, and probably including the people who hire us. But oh, yeah. but you can say that uh, okay, yes, uh, there's we are in a country where there's a lot of musicians, and uh, and in the end of the day, it is all how do you look at it, you know? Yeah, it's a, tr- it's a yeah, thing. because how important is the music? How important is the quality of the music? Uh, in the end of the day, you can always get somebody who maybe will come and pay, will come and play for less. Yeah, well, that's or free beer, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's what it used to be. Yeah, often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've talked about this before, but but I I think there's a reason why the pubs, why you guys have so many gigs to put it that way, because as you said, like it's a skill. Like sure, you could get some young people to come in and play for beers for a week or two, but like to be able to show up consistently. In the long run, yeah, and like be professional every time, and like it's, uh, yeah, yeah, not to talk, talk, you know, have a chat in between the churns for like 10 minutes, yeah, yeah, you know, we don't do that, we play and then maybe a minute break, and then we play the churn, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quite consistent, you know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, you're basically aware that it is actually a gig we, and not just it, your exactly. night out, yeah. yeah, we are out doing a job mm. and we treat it as a job, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And also another thing, like, uh, it can be kind of a hazardous, like, work environment. Like, if you're out in the pub, like, every night, a week, all week, week after week, like, I notice you guys don't, you you don't drink? No. No. Or at least, well, maybe you drink, but I never see you drink uh, on the gig, like. In, 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 the, in, the, in no, the pub, no. No, in the pub, no. When you're playing, no. And I think, because it's a job. Yeah. And I think... I mean, I'm in Ireland every now and then. Like, I have a few pints if I go to the sessions. Yes. But, but even now, this like I've been in Ireland for uh, like a week and a half, uh, and like, I mean, I can't, I can't have four pints <laughs> every every night. Every night like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like no. before when I came over to Ireland, before living here, uh, because um, back then I would usually come over for a festival, like for a weekend, like the Ennistrad Fest or something like that, mm. and then. 
then we would drink Guinness all day and eat fish and chips in the evening and and, and like live that life like that's yeah. grand for three days oh it's grand for three days but like if <laughs> you <laughs> like three months then yeah you that's yeah. that's not good for you yeah 30 years oh. yeah <laughs> but surprisingly you can get used to it that's the danger yeah but that's what, that's what i mean like i, I see people like who play almost as much as you guys and yeah and, and then drink and every, they have like yeah every oh, drink, yeah. Yes. pint after pint like yeah. yes they can do that after training yeah. so, for so many years yeah. Yeah. that's why it's dangerous as well yeah yeah, and I think we are aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and luckily, there's no smoking in the in the pubs anymore. That's true. Yeah, oh, right. it used to be. But savage. when you came over, like, oh, they, you they, could, you could smoke in the pubs. Yes, must yeah. have been like, like I can't. It's yeah, hard. It's hard to like. I'm, I'm just young enough to not like have experienced that. Uh, the full smoky yeah, room. Yeah, must have been like horrendous. Like, it I was pretty mad, actually, <laughs> when you think about it, yes. But yeah. back then there was no yeah, yeah, that's you know, how, that's how the world is. But I remember every year I used to have to send, uh, that was before I, when I came first, you know, before I did much work on accordions myself. Every year I had to send my accordion off to get the reeds cleaned. Mm. Because and, and you could just with a nail remove <laughs> this black tar from the. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Because it sits in the pub for hours every day, sucking in the air and yeah, yeah. just like inhale, your lungs. exhale, you know. <laughs> um. Yeah. So um, uh, again, like for you guys, this is just totally normal now. But uh, it's 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 not necessarily a, an easy scene to get into. Like all of these gigs that you're doing, uh, for, for once, like it's the same people doing the gigs now. 10 years ago so yes yeah, yeah or 20 or 30 <laughs> years ago so yeah. it can be a hard scene to break into uh, i guess uh how did how did that work out like how how did you get these gigs in the first place well uh, it happened as a it happened quite short time after i arrived i have to say mm-hmm. uh was here for a few weeks and and the gigs normally start with that you somebody needs you to play somewhere mm. yeah yeah and uh, it depends on what kind of musician you are as well. In general, I'm not the musician who go and ask for gigs. Okay. Yeah. So let's say all the gigs that I have, I never ask for them. Mm-hmm. There are people who contacted me to do the gigs. Uh, but that, I think that's that's kind of how, usually how the music industry works on most levels, actually. Like, sure, you can send out emails to people and sure, you can tell people you're available and ask for geeks and stuff. And but, blah, blah, blah. And all yeah, that. Bloody, bloody. But most of my, like, th- like my best gigs or whatever, I haven't asked for them, but, like, I've just put myself out there and done things and, and, and like, made friends, which I'm sure you did as well. Yeah. Uh, and, like, then... some Through connection. Then the gigs will show up, kind of, yeah. usually. Is that how the it... That was also how it happened, yeah. Mm. yeah. But uh, as we have to say, we are also in, in Ireland, and they have a thing that there has to be traditional music to everything. Mm-hmm. So that means, uh, as if you have a christening party, if you're having a birthday party, mm. if yeah. you have a funeral, if you have a wedding, and if, if you have uh, some kind of the mayor's award, or there always have to be traditional music in it. Yeah. Yeah, so that means that there's More a lot of gigs. gigs and a lot, especially a lot of small gigs. Yeah. These, you know, these small session gigs. Mm. And then it can be where they say, oh, we just need music this Friday. Or it can be that we need this music this Friday 
and every Friday after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then if you get, okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Then then, and then you can end up maybe sitting playing there for 20 years. Yeah. If nothing <laughs> is set. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Yeah. Uh, be, and also, you you know yourself, you walk around uh, Galway. There's full of buskers here. Oh, yeah, there's maybe not as many as there used to be. Okay. Um, but it's quite a few still. Like, oh, there's still yeah. a lot, yeah, but not, you know, compared to what... Must it, be harder these days when people don't have cash anymore. Yeah. yeah. Don't know how they do it. Like. Tap a chip. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you guys do any busking in Galway? Yeah, 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 sure. And that was how I got some of, like, got into TAFs. Mm-hmm. That was the I was sitting boss. Which is the pub that you've been playing? Which is the pub that I've been, a, been playing there for. How more many than, gigs have you done in Tafs? You think like? Oh, I don't know. I, you <laughs> can imagine I've been playing there for twenty-one years now. Yeah, and at least a couple of days. Well, every week. The, it started with uh, started with one day, and then it became two days, and then it became then it became three days, and then it became four days, <laughs> and then the people, and then we gave up one day because it was just. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it was and it was a Sunday gig, you know. And, and we were playing seven days a week. Yeah, we had we had gigs at that time. At that time we oh, yeah. Had, yeah, they had opened a, the people had opened another place in town, and they had asked us to the place to, over the air square. To, yeah, yeah, over the air square. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, then we decided and said we have to have one day off. Yeah. So we did that on the on the Sunday was the day off. So we gave up one gig then, uh, one regular gig. Yeah. Which was the best thing we ever done. Probably, yeah. Because the Sunday, it was just like, oh, and people after they watch that football match and you're standing and playing to a wall of asses, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, but they're all busy looking at the TV yeah. and, and there's a terrible thing, a terrible trend, you could say, in uh, in the traditional, in the session scene, is that when you have the Irish music, the, the reels and the jigs and the hornpipes, people can stand and scream on top of their voices beside you. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as you have somebody singing a song or somebody playing something that's not Irish, yeah. then people are quiet. Yeah. And then as soon as you start up the, 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 the tunes again, <laughs> people start shouting. Yeah. Well, it's it, background music. <laughs> it, so, uh, yeah, in the end of the day, uh, it is background music. Is, and, yeah. and you can say that... Uh, Often the music in the pops is like entertainment wallpaper kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but that is a sad fact. Of course, you 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 still have uh, you have the tourists who come in that want to see the music, mm. and then you have as a little percentage of the locals that that really cares about the music. Mm. Yeah, and the rest is as long as there's some kind of noise. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I just find like the whole thing is so unique to Ireland because in Norway, folk music is also a thing. But most people, honestly, most Norwegians have never heard folk music played live. Like, Ever. Mm. Yeah. That's probably true. It's wild to think about it. Like, but when, when. When do you come across a fiddler in Norway? Like if you're not in the in the community or in the city, yeah. you have to go and look for it. You have to go right? and look for yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Whereas in Ireland, like every in, everyone. Yeah, most people, even if they're yeah. not into music at all, you will they, hear. They, they have they, they, like, they have a some sort of relationship to it because uh, at least mm. if you're living in Galway or Dublin or any sort of like place where there's music everywhere, maybe not mm. so much in. 
Dublin, perhaps. But Wait, like, yeah. yeah. But a city like this, like, <laughs> you, I mean, must be a horrible place to live if you hate Irish music. <laughs> oh my god, yes, <laughs> it would be terrible. It's, it's hard to miss listening to it. Yeah, yeah. it's like impossible to miss. Y- yes, it's everywhere. You you walk down the street, you just hear it. Yeah, mm. you hear the music from the pub. You just cannot not hear it. Mm. It's hard to avoid. And the I mean, is, is there a risk of like people taking the music for granted in a way, or like, sure. or, or, or this whole scene kind of reducing it to? Because that's the flip side of the coin. Like many people's perception of Irish music, maybe including some of the Irish, is like, yes, as we say, like Irish music is like background noise. It's there for drinking. Like it's just yeah. uh, to provide some atmosphere, and and in some cases it is, but. Obviously, it can also be like music for attentive listening and concerts and like it's all of these things. But yes. a lot of people, uh, you guys know what it is. Like I, I'm in Norway, people know that I play Irish music, so I get these requests to play for Irish pub evenings and things like that. And mm-hmm. I know that what they're after is uh, not what you want. To no, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, dirty old town. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All of that. And, yeah. The Dubliners' greatest hits, or yeah. their two greatest hits, is basically what they were like. <laughs> yeah. So um, right. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think that's an issue, or, or is it just just something we have to live with? I think this. I think you just have to accept it. Mm. That, yeah. that's that's the way it is and uh, that's also the way it is because we live in a country where uh, where the folk music and the uh, you know folk music see the yeah this the whole is everyday thing mm. Mm. where you don't have to look for it no uh, where you say in Norway or in Denmark or where in many Japan, other places probably like yeah, if you yeah. want to see the yeah. see something traditional and traditional music, and you have to go looking for it. Yeah. But here you don't. No. And that is one of the one of the things that fascinated me a lot about yeah. it uh, is that it's just this everyday thing. So if you open for the radio, there's probably gonna be some kind of traditional music on yeah. it, which is beautiful. Yes, it is fantastic. Yeah. And if you as a, all the TV programs that that they do here. You know, mm. imagine, uh, I don't know, okay, now you have the celebrated uh, Norwegian fiddle player Sven Nyhus, who was, yeah. cele- who was celebrated there recently. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, okay, there will be a good percentage of Norwegians who probably have heard his name in some kind of... Yeah. Uh, meaning a good percentage, maybe seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, and he is, let's say, he is one of the big, biggest, sure, sure, yeah. biggest ones in Norway. Uh, where it's like, where, who, who in Ireland has never heard of Frankie Gavin? Yeah, yeah, or Shannon, yeah, but of course, then we are also yeah. into that there's the whole Irish music and this scene mm-hmm. around the world, it's because it's so much bigger. Yeah, and then just then, Ireland, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and especially after the 90s, river dance and all that. Thing, exactly, that's, that's why it, it, really, it really became global mm. back then, yeah. But you could see just uh, recently, uh, how old was he again, Paddy Fahey? A famous composer out in East Galway died. Mm. Mm. Yeah. He was 102 or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. But uh, it goes on the national news, his funeral. Yeah, mm. with the president going there, mm. 
But I think the Irish has been like very good with branding in, in a way. Like, uh, and I think it's well, I'm not a historian, but possibly like connected to like how they they got their independence quite late, like, and they yeah. needed to to differentiate themselves from from England and from and like create their own identity and blah blah. And Norway has also done like a similar. You can find similar things in Norway. Because like we got our independence from from Sweden around like a little bit before that, and like Norway, when you look at it from the outside, can be like fairly nationalistic in any way. Like we have these national costumes that we like to use two times a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and, but, and like we're fairly like proud of like the typical, Being Norwegian. typical Norwegian things, and like if you compare it to like the Swedes or the Germans, oh, it's much better, of course. <laughs> 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 no, but like they don't like being German or Swedes. Usually, it's my uh, again. I'm on very thin ice here, but like you know, you, you know what I mean. They used to be the oppressors. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, so they don't go around. So they don't go around shouting that right. like Germany is like the best or whatever. But uh. since the Irish and the Norwegians, like we used to be the oppressed, yeah. so we can now like we, we can be proud of our like, um, of like our heritage, heritage yes, and yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there's definitely something there, and the Irish have taken this like. Mm. Beyond, beyond, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, but yeah, you can say that, you know. Yeah. Even as a, as okay, yes. There's the whole, as a drinking culture in Norway has never been a big thing, really. Oh, it has been a very big thing. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but not in the, not in the. What can you say? Not out in the whole public. No, we don't have the pub culture. In, no, that's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I mean. Of course, yeah. yes. Norwegian drinks and they make all the hembrand yeah. and all that. Sure. And get really pissed on that, but here it's like they have this whole the Irish pop thing, mm -hmm. and you know it's uh, it, that means that I can get to mingle with that guy and I can get to talk to this one that I don't actually know and meet new people and all that, mm -hmm. and they have the whole package thing, you know that they have exported pubs all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah know. There's probably no country in the world where you can't find an Irish pub. No. Yeah, that must be. As cool. the, yeah, I, I think yeah. the. I was talking to a friend, and he says that if you have a if you have a a, a town with fifty thousand people, then there is the basis for building an Irish pub. Yeah. If they don't have one, oh, it's, it's worth it. That's yeah. the way they look at it, you know. Mm. It's yeah. Worth, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, from a business perspective. Yes, right? yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. Mm. Is there is there a pub scene in 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 uh, Japan? Is there pub culture? Yeah, we have a different. I mean, we have a our own pub culture, mm -hmm. which is more. A little bit more civilized, <laughs> or more like very private. We want to drink with your own mates. Yeah, you know, you don't really mingle with other people. It's not that kind of a pub culture. Yeah, but we call it pub. You don't, you don't care to get to know the old guy about the other bar. No, <laughs> but that's that's why probably we we are fascinated and like anyone any Japanese who come to Ireland or go to an Irish pub in Japan would look for something like, you know, different experience. Yeah, because you said like that you felt like the Japanese and the Irish had like something in common. Yeah. But I think there's also something completely opposite in, yeah. in, their, in your cultures. That, exactly. That probably kind of has some kind of draw. Yeah. Because I've, I think the Irish are fascinated by the Japanese as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe in a in a yeah different way because yeah we turned out to be very different. Yeah. But it has kind of a you know own like a similar kind of mentality as well. I find it you know. Yeah. yeah. But then it looks different in outside because they you know Irish seems to be very very friendly mm. and Japanese are very you know polite but very shy. 
Do you yeah. know what I mean? But the core seems to be kind of, you know, have the same mentality, I yeah. find. So it's, it's fascinating as well, because mm. it's kind of the same, but not the same. Yeah. And yeah, and we, we, we like to experience those things, and we'll take it very seriously when Japanese will, you know, <laughs> look for like Irishness, and yeah. we'll take everything, the whole thing. Yeah. You know, even the like real authentic furniture, and we brought it in from Ireland <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and imported. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's one of the things I, I really like admire of, by Japanese culture. Partly because I have a bit of that in myself as well. <laughs> like like when you when you guys like get interested in something, you really go for it. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if it's like something popular like football or something no. super super niche that three other people in the world cares about like <laughs> you just like you just go for it yeah yeah, yeah. And, like, and i'm unfortunately kind of the same like <laughs> well, it's very good i mean it can be a great skill <laughs> yeah it can be if you if you're interested in something that you can actually earn money on yeah but i mean yeah or else, you know. or, well, or else you can have something that you make money on and then you know and then have your passion and your skill Besides. beside that sure i'm like partially mostly joking like it's it's yeah it's, yeah it's a great thing to be able to like I I I, th- I, th- I think yeah to have like the, the discipline or the nerdiness or whatever to like really go underneath the skin of things and like really experience have the full experience because like learning Irish music or any skill or art form like really truly get to know it like it's hard it's tons of work like yeah. and I I mean I when I came to Galway ten years ago like I knew maybe ten tunes or something I didn't know much about Irish music but I had this fascination and this like. I remember visiting the Ennistrad Fest for the first time. Like that was my first visit to Ireland and first proper experience with Irish music. And I'm like, I just, oh, I have to learn this stuff. Like whatever the cost, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And then like I came here and I realized, oh Christ, this is really, really hard. And, and it like, keeps so uh, many, so tunes. many tunes. And I like, I mean, I, I like, I learned my like. 10 new tunes and I'm ready for the next session like and you don't play any of my 10 <laughs> tunes you play 100 other tunes so like <laughs> yeah so yeah oh, it's a, a steep lear- learning curve hmm. yeah. it is but I say Galway is probably the I mean if you want to learn Irish music and you're like you don't live in a place where there's tons of Irish music like come to Galway I mean I, I at some point like I, I considered applying for the um, the, the the course that they do down in Limerick like the, the mm. yeah yeah you did the you will. didn't did. you Mayo yeah, yeah I did yeah but I considered that but then I thought like I mean why should I go to Limerick there's music every day in Galway <laughs> yes <laughs> I I really liked Galway like when I was in Limerick so I came back to Galway like once a week but oh, when twice. did you do the do the course in Limerick just after like when I finished the whole year of uh, working holiday scheme mm-hmm. and then. Well, I ran out of my visa, so I had to stay here yeah. <laughs> and I had to find something. So I thought, and then I, of course, I wanted to do a master. I heard that it's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. In Limerick University, they had a master. Was it quite new at the time? Scam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to pay a lot of money, I have to say. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, you buy a degree. You have to think like that. Yeah. Kind of. And... Yeah, in fairness, is I, I I learned a lot, and I was taught by a lot of you know master class fiddlers mm-hmm. and teachers, and that was great experience. So I have to say that I'm I'm happy I did it. Yeah, and it's a nice piece of paper. 
Yes. <laughs> I can put on my CV. Yeah. You see? Yeah, I mean, I've studied music in Norway and I've, I'm probably a, a bad student. That's part of the picture, I think. But <laughs> I haven't really, I didn't learn much from school, to be honest. But like the best thing for me was you got to meet other people who played music and were interested in the same things. Mm. Um, but I just I could do that in Galway. But True. I suppose you you would meet other people if you take a course like that. That's yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different you kind would. of people, anyway. Yeah, different kind of people. Yeah, and yeah, you you kind of share different kind of music as well because it's not necessary that they like the same tunes and you know the stuff that you Style. like. Yeah, styles. Yeah, yeah. sure. So you kind of uh, discover a new a whole new world, yeah. you can say, and then yeah, you have a you get this connection between the musicians mm-hmm. you know and they're all they're not even from Ireland like when I attended like a lot of them are from the States yeah. and from France and from yeah different countries so mm. they like the foreign students down in Limerick <laughs> you, you know you're not a fan I sense of the course you're not a fan of the course did you consider no, no, doing no, it? no 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 I didn't I didn't do the course no no I'm just I'm not uh, it's just a whole the whole politics behind the, the university and uh, personally I think it's just a big scam you know okay yeah well, in general yeah. Um, well, yeah. I shouldn't say too much you know <laughs> no, really it's, it's up to you what you want to do yeah, 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 but it's, yeah but it's up to you what you keep in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> but as you say like by the end of the day like having a degree in music it's not the same as having a degree or an education as a doctor like no one will ask you about your papers in the music industry mm. as a musician. Like, it's not like, can I join your band? Yeah, let me just have a look at your papers first <laughs> and we'll think about the, like, it's always about how you play and, yeah. yeah. I mean, papers are nice and they're, I suppose they can be good for your CV in, in certain instances, but mm. at the end of the day, it's like what you as a musician take away from it. Yeah, it, well, it doesn't prove anything. No. It's just a paper. It proved that you spend a certain amount of hours. Money? At that, or <laughs> and a certain amount of, certain amount of, <laughs> a lot of money. money yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a definitely a proof of that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, probably if you're not going to teach, you know, all the, these you know, certificates are... Useless. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, uh, in and of itself, yes. That's, mm. that's true. Yes, yeah, so I've never been a good student. Uh, <laughs> but I have spent a fair amount of money. Being a student, so join the club. <laughs> so um, yeah, and I find like well, we don't need to talk a lot about educational politics, but I find part of the problem I think is that most of the teachers that they and oftentimes like universities will attract like high-profile musicians as teachers because that's good for their advertisement and mm. bloody bloody. But often they can teach. Or they're not interested in teaching, <laughs> no. is my experience, because right. like they they would rather be out and play and work on their own thing, and then they just have to show up and do like mediocre performance at the university because it's it pays well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that's a general problem in in like education at a certain level. Ah, uh, okay. Even my, even my no way. Yeah, and like across yeah. fields, I think like my brother is an engineer, and he told me that like he had similar experiences. In his education, like the the professors, they would, oh, they like they felt like they had to teach, and they did a. But some of them, he told yeah. me, like they weren't interested in teaching; they were interested in their pet projects and working on their science or 
math, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Interesting. But like, um, yeah. And then, they, but they had to teach because that's. And you have to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. And like I suppose when you're hired at the university as a professor, like part of your uh, position is like research, and part of your position is teaching. teaching. Yeah. And the vast majority, I think, they prefer to do the research, the research but they have to teach. Yes. Well, people has to, you know, pay f- their f- f- survive. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking like if I pay good money to be at an institution to learn music from like the top people in the field, I would like I would like them to be uh, passionate about teaching. Yeah, hundred percent on yeah. teaching. Yeah, rather some some person I haven't heard about mm. that is passionate about teaching than some some uh, like famous. famous person that don't really care no you know? right, because right. they much rather be doing something different okay. yes mm. and i don't blame them but like i kind of blame the institution for like some institutions for like uh prioritizing famous Maybe. names over like passionate teachers right oh yeah but in the end of the day it's kind of is it not always like that you know what do you mean well let's let's just look at the uh, you say, okay, that's the world of universities, and you, you see, who, oh, they have all these teachers coming down. Oh, great, this person, that person, I know them all, or oh, they're all great musicians. And funny enough, if you then look at, uh, at Gantry, mm-hmm. the TV program that sure. has been, been recorded for the past 25 years in <laughs> Ireland. Pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a program about, you know, where they go around different pubs, and they have a few local musicians, and then they have a few musicians that they bring in. Mm-hmm. But if you look at that list, that's more or less the same list as if you look at the teachers down in Limerick, you know. Yeah. It's kind of it's this kind of click thing, you know, where you say, okay, we have these 30 musicians in Ireland. They are favors of the, the TV producers and the sure. radio producers, and they're also favors of the... Uh, festival organizers and their fa- favors of the Limerick, uh, the, not the university, yeah. uh, you know. So it's kind of all the same. Of course, uh, they are all connected. Yeah, but and also I mean, they have a name, so their name sells. As well. exactly. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than uh, rather teaching than, skills. Rather than the, the teaching mm. skills or music skills. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, my impression from the Limerick was that Okay, these people are well known, and you know they're great players. Mm. But like, if I when I was taught, I was thinking, oh, okay, the some of them has very different teaching skills and the levels. Yeah, it was very very interesting because we had a master class. Like every week, different you know fiddlers came. That's and, a great thing, though. Yeah, you get to meet many different people and hear like different styles and. Exactly. Yeah. So like one day, this kind of intensive you know uh, master class and then next week there's different people so like you you really get to you know know okay this person you know teaching method is very different from this and the yeah. the interesting in teaching students are very different of course yeah so you can really compare and see so you kind of get surprised you know okay you might like you might not like this person's fiddle fiddling uh, skills mm-hmm. or technique or style but like okay i like his teaching yeah. kind of thing so you get surprised yeah and then you think okay i really like this person's you know style and and playing yeah 
But oh my God, as a teacher, yeah. come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like you think you're doing, just doing for the money, aren't you? And yeah. You could really see. Yeah. So like it was very, very interesting. Yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. 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 That's not very inspiring, like being at a masterclass and you can sense that the... The teacher would prefer to be Yeah. Yeah, that they... They're yeah, you not, don't they're, care, they're, do you? Yeah, they're not thing. enjoying it and they can't even hide it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, imagine how the money I paid is like yeah. this is you know what I get for paying this much money. Like, mm. hello, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's an experience as well. But it's um, for people like considering it. Is there? There is. Do you need to have a bachelor's degree before, or can you just kind of take that? What? Because they call it a master, don't they? Yes. You basically you need to have an. Uh, bachelor in music or whatever in anything, anything. Yeah. Mm. i'm from circus i have a degree in circus you do yes did you not know no i have a bachelor in circus really tell me about that <laughs> <laughs> okay okay before i came to ireland i was in england for six years huh. what i was doing i started off with um you know really traditional actress mm-hmm. but then of course like Shakespeare, la 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 la. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to speak English mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. And being Asian, there's no role. <laughs> so I switch to okay. I need some kind of skill. Skill. Mm-hmm. You need a skill. Mm-hmm. Okay, physical theater. Clowning. And then to uh, <laughs> hello. Yeah, clowning slash you know acrobatics and sure. la, la la la. So I went to circus school. Hmm. In, in, in England? In England, in London, yes. Hmm. And there was a degree course. So I took an audition and got, I got in. And two years, it was a fast track yeah. program sure. with no summer holidays, no holidays. Hmm. <laughs> you just work all the time. Huh. So I've, yeah, I've done the degree course. So uh, I'm really interested in this. Is there like <laughs> d- different, uh, different like fields that you have to, or do you choose like I'm going to, Studied this kind of circus uh, skill. <laughs> Big shoes. <laughs> Big shoes. <yeah>. No, <laughs> no <King> one year. <laughs> uh, taming the lion. No, no. I, oh, that that was a contemporary circus. So one one year, the first year, you do general studies. Yeah. So you do aerial, basically like a tree aerial. fields. Aerial. Yeah. Like, like walking on a. Yeah, doing the trapeze. Yeah. And stuff. Oh, so you did that. Yeah, I was afraid of height, but I had, to, I had to do it, it's compulsory. <laughs> so, yeah, aerial, and then manipulation, the juggling and stuff. Okay. Yeah, oh. and then acrobatics, that's oh. it. So you do all that and in one year, and then you get to choose the second year, what your specialization is. Hmm. So I chose acrobatics, oh. and like a, especially like a balancing. So I had a, I had a partner, he's a ba- bass. Mm-hmm. Base, and then uh, I am a flyer. Okay. So I do like handstand on on huh. the hands and uh, do backflips and all that. And then uh, I got I got a head injury. One day <laughs> I was in the tumble track and uh, I missed the tumble track and then landed on my head. Oh. And I had a fractured skull. Oh really? Yeah. So I kind of gave up on uh, huh. being a professional circus. Performer after that. So now it's just clowning. <laughs> I have a degree in clowning. Did you travel with the circus or something like that? Well, did you do it professionally? A semi-professional. Well, I, we had a few gigs, like mm-hmm. you know, small festival sure. gigs and all that. 
But then in the end, I just couldn't renew my visa. No. It's all coming down to visa problem for uh, non-EU people. Yeah. You see? So, yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, and then the head injury, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's always a danger. You know, you're kind of think about this. So when when wake, am when, I going to hurt myself? When you wake again. up in a hospital after being in a coma for a few days. Yeah. yeah. You know, then you kind of have to look at, okay. This I was ne- yeah already in twenties, mid twenties. Okay, it's not very early because you know as a sex performer you have a few life, a few years of life mm. as a performer, and mm. then then what? You know, yeah, it's a yeah, very short been, life. Yeah, it's a very and then have you then already had a kind of a serious injury? Yeah, and you have to be fearless to be able to do that. Yeah, because if you're scared and you stop in the middle of the air turning, and that's very dangerous. Yeah, so. As long as I had this traumatized kind of trauma, I won't be able to do it no. safely. So I gave yeah. up. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but that's amazing. I didn't know that. Oh, huh. okay. Well, now you know. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Okay, but um, now you're living the boring family life. <laughs> no, it's just kidding. But like, uh, how, how is it like you have two wonderful kids now? And my God, they're they're big now. I haven't seen them in years. Like they're really yeah, growing. They're, I know. they're basically two people now, two persons. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. How, how how does it work? Like combining that with playing music, you're both like basically yeah. still playing a lot. Me still playing a lot. Yeah. Uh, of course, I have the I have the workshop where I restore instruments, uh, accordions and violins and. Yeah, so you're doing that as well. I'm doing that as well, yes. And it used to be like the music was the main income. And then I had the other thing on the side. Mainly a thing I started doing because I was obsessed about accordions and I couldn't have enough of them and got tired tired of having to pay people to fix them. And uh, and then, you know, but now it's it's kind of changing uh, because... We because we have kids, we have to make more money. Yeah. Uh, and as we talked about, we, without getting into the politics of, of economics in the trad scene, you know, uh, that, okay, we have to play six, seven, eight gigs a week uh, to survive. Uh, but uh, And now was, you have to and, pay, pay a babysitter when you're out playing. And, 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 now, <laughs> and now we have to pay a babysitter to come because of course we don't have any family here no so that means that there's not uh, grandparents or uncles or aunts who who will say oh let's look after the kids you know yeah uh, so yes every time we have to go and do anything mm. it cost us. <laughs> us to start with mm. yeah and of uh, that's of course nothing to do with the pubs you know no so they don't <laughs> so that's of course paid out of our salary which means that yes okay the whole instrument thing is kind of taking over a bit more yeah yeah is there like demand for it is it do you get more work restoring and selling accordions well you see i, I do everything i can not to work for people <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <That's great. laughs> no, no, no no but it's just as 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 a person that restore instruments if you take in work for people you end up with all these mountains of really in general bad instruments that people want you to fix and this doesn't nearly matter what you charge them for fixing they'll think it's too much Mm. yeah yeah Uh, so i much i have the my model is that i i look constantly i look for nice instruments 
And if I see a nice instrument that I believe is worth for me to buy mm. and to spend the time and the money on to restore, to sell it again. Yeah. That's what I do. Okay. Yeah. Also because it, it, you know, if you hand in your accordion to get it tuned, yeah, you will prefer to have it back the day after. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it gives you that, you know, that pressure. And then if you will never be able to rest- work on the things you really want to work on. No. No, that's, It'll um, be the same with music if somebody, uh, you know, you say you're a professional, you record all the time, you know, mm, but mm. you have to record everyone else's music than what you want to yeah, record. That's true, yeah. Mm, yeah. That's, yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good like model for like life in general, like find out what that it is that you want to do and do that and try to find a way to like make money from that mm. rather than like, okay, what is it that? everyone else wants me to do mm. and do that in, in a way. Yeah. Because um, I think that can be like a trap <laughs> with the, the music scene sometimes. Like, okay, where's the money? Where's the money in the scene? Like, what, what do people pay? And what is well paid? And then you do that and you do more and more of that. And like, and then you can't well, get out of it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Because like, yeah. like at some point I started like doing, playing a lot in, in church for like uh, funerals and stuff in, in, in Oslo when I was living there and well you'll never be out of work you know uh, no that's the thing like, <laughs> and, but, and like I'm not passionate like yeah I can say this like I'm not passionate very much about playing in the church it's for me it's a job I like it sure I enjoy it it's nice gigs in many ways but that's not where my heart is like musically no. it's mainly a job but as you say like there's a huge demand for it in in Norway and like in Oslo so like the more funerals I did, the more gigs I got because people in the, let's call it the scene, <laughs> even though it's weird. I know it's, it's the, di- the dying scene, oh, the dying scene of funerals. Next? Oh, that we No, so anyway. Can, like, I, can, I, can oh, you take down a date for next year? <laughs> can I book you? Oh, well, people will do that. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know people that, that have asked me to play a certain, certain... For their funeral. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which is a weird request, but also a nice request. In some yeah, ways. it is, That's yeah. true, that's true, yeah, yeah. So, but my point you is... You ask like, for deposits. <laughs> 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 if you're not dead... <laughs> if you're not dead within two years, I, <laughs> the deposit is non-refundable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Seriously, that's a good business plan. Anyways, like... like I would get more and more gigs, let's call them gigs, <laughs> uh, playing funerals. Uh, and like one week I might play like six six of these because you could get like three in, in a row if you're playing at like a, a crematorium. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, but then I have to rethink, okay, now my career, let's call it a career, is moving in like... A different direction than I actually want, so then I had to like take a step back and okay, but um, I want to focus on this thing. And even though it, I don't make much money from it right now, I can cultivate and work on it, and and hopefully the work will come in at a later point. Yeah, mm. I think that's yeah. it. I think that's what you have to do. Yeah, yeah, you have to balance it out, and you have to kind of uh, invest in uh, the the field that you are interested in, Probably. and maybe cut back from. You know, it might pay your bill, mm. but you might have to kind of, yeah, step back 
little bit from the ones that you're not so interested mm. and you have to kind of because you don't have to stop all the way doing the funeral gigs either right you can no. still do a few yeah you know and just to pay the bills but it, just to keep the foot in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the foot in the casket so to speak. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. foot in the grave <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah but yeah I mean it's, it's you know you know but that's that's also true like you can't go into a field like music and expect that every day will be like the best day ever. Yeah, heaven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now I usually uh, ask people a few like oddball questions in the end. I think that's fun. Uh-huh. Uh huh. who's your favorite Irish fiddler? I have to say, I've been saying this probably for the last thirteen years mm-hmm. and fourteen years. But I have to say it's, it's Tony, Tony Linan. Apart from my teacher, Tak Tamra, in case he might hear it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but yeah, I've been a huge fan of Tony Linan. He's a clear fiddler. Mm. And I just love Brilliant. his style. What is it that you like about his playing? It's just the the tone of his, his fiddle mm. and his playing. And it's very crispy. Mm. And yeah, sweet. Sweet and crispy. And... Somebody said when I said that, like it reminds me of like sweet and sour chicken. <laughs> yeah, make them yeah really hungry, but yeah, sweet and crispy. <laughs> That's what it is. That's Tony's yeah. feeling. Because it's really interesting, like how how different a tune can sound played by like different musicians, even on the same instrument. Like oh yeah 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 yeah. In, in the beginning, like all Irish music sounded the same. the same to me in a way. Right. But now. I can definitely like pick out certain fiddlers or certain accordion players to a certain extent, like from their sound and from the repertoire and the tunes they play and how they play them. And uh, what about you? Well, who's your favorite accordion player? Oh, but it's it's, it's really really hard to say because yeah, of it is. yeah, but yeah. you have you have to say something. Yeah, but I have to. Uh, <laughs> do I really have to say who my famous yeah, favorite. my favorite one. accordion player today? Today, this, this moment. At this moment, um, who has been your like biggest inspiration? Yeah, but the, the, the biggest inf- uh, the biggest inspiration has been to listen to Joe Cooley mm. and his music, and uh, and that is a, a, actually a funny thing is that the Joe Cooley, which was this uh, accordion player who came from South Galway, and he went to San Francisco back in 1952, mm-hmm. and then he came back in the late. 60s or something like that yeah. after being there for many years uh, and playing a lot of music and, uh, and that's why there is a kind of a strong connection between uh, South South Galway and San Francisco Yeah, uh, because he was over there and there was a few other musicians who went over there mm-hmm. um, and he only did that one record which was recorded three weeks before he died Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but there was some that was the record who made me come to Ireland mm. Mm. and then the mm. funny thing is that uh, I ended up playing with the banjo player on from that record uh, and played with him for until the pandemic huh. uh, I don't know if he's mad into starting playing again because he's 82 now no. <laughs> and he took up the pipes Okay. <laughs> just to do something <laughs> in the pandemic. In the pandemic, okay. <laughs> yes. No, that's... that's what you do. Yeah. Um, so of course, yes, he was one of the. 
he was the main in, in influence mm. to me to come to Ireland and to start Irish music. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely hear a lot of that kind of old school sound yeah. in your yeah, playing. Yeah, but it's, it's all, not only the the music but also the sound. Yeah, yeah. As being an accordion nerd, you know, you're kind of totally nerding about the sound and mm. you know. Um, and then of course there's there's another thing of the Irish music with is like early recordings from America of Irish music. Yeah. Which is another story uh that uh, then later on in my time in Ireland that I start getting more into that. Mm. Uh, and getting into the whole thing ab- about the special instruments which was made for that and Sure. Yeah, and that's a totally other story. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can save that for. The and and the and, next in the, and 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 <laughs> so I, if I have to say something about, okay, uh, I have a great friend. Uh, he's a wonderful guy, and he's also a really great accordion player and an amazing accordion restorer. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's Charlie Harris. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, because uh, because of his way, way of playing, because he's the same as me. Mm. He's he, he so was int- he also was fascinated by that also that's fascinated mm. by Joe Cooley. <coughs> yeah. mm. Played with the same banjo player for yeah. 25 years before mm. I came in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, and then we actually the three of us played as a team for many years mm. outside of the city. Yeah, um, yeah. A yeah. Wonderful, wonderful player, wonderful person. Yeah, mm. and it, it it is these kind of you can say the older generation of musicians, mm. as they have the you say they have the same repertoires as as I have. Yeah, which is an older repertoire <clears throat> in many ways. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, he had the you know the same passion for you know or I have the same passion for for instruments as he has and. And he's one of the few people where you you sit as a, we tried that before you know when we played often I was playing you know I don't play piano but I have I a pi- play piano yeah yeah but I, <laughs> I can play piano but I have a piano I say I have a piano and I know all the tunes yeah yeah so I can provide some kind of foundation <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, but often uh, when we play two accordions uh, there's m- more people who have comments on sounds say sounds amazing it sounds like one accordion yeah when the t- mm. because we had the you same the same style and same the- style mm. and the same way of looking at the music mm. yeah, yeah. Funny. great okay um you guys should come to norway and play in the future Yeah, we, of course, it could be great to go to Norway and play. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> it's not the thing. That's the thing is that we used to be quite, let's say, quite active, you know. And we used to go and we were in Norway playing. Yeah, yeah. Long yeah, yeah, time yeah. ago. Yeah. Long time ago, yeah. And, and, and have, you have, have, the, had this band, the Gyro, which yeah, we have did the, a fair amount of gigs. Yeah, well, we did a few gigs with 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 Gyro, but you see, Gyro. Was a that's the Galway International Retro Orchestra that we started with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we are four people, all we're all living here, but from four different continents, dragged or drawn to Galway for the music, and we we started this little four-piece band, and it was going all great, you know. And then the CD was released, you know, and then two months after we had the first kit. Yeah, yeah, and it was like okay, it was going great, and there was. A, <clears throat> Yeah, Now, we, we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't go anywhere. No. We couldn't travel. No. And that also means that uh, we can't travel. 
For now. For now, yes. Yeah. Hopefully they'll be able to take care of themselves at some point. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we can't travel if we, if things are arranged. Yeah. And if there's enough money for yeah, us well, to you go see, there. You see, that's the thing. There has to be enough money. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, okay, coming as a band, it will cost like, extra if you start thinking about this well, of and course, that. Yeah. You know? And even like <clears> two of us, you know, go traveling. Of course, we have to find a, you know, some kind of babysitting, whatever. Or, sure. Yeah. So it depends on that. <laughs> yeah, on, on, <laughs> on, on, on the grass. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm in the age now where so many of my friends have little kids, and I see like, and all my friends are musicians, so I see like, it's a, it's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, not, it's not impossible. No, because Definitely we are, not. because we are in this lucky, you can say, lucky situation in one way. Is that we are in a place where there's enough gigs, yeah, in within a radius of ten minutes travel, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is pretty amazing, <laughs> that, and that is pretty amazing. That's yes. what makes where I live. There's no gigs in the radius of, of like two hundred kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> Civilization, you mean? Except if it's funeral gigs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. So that's. And okay, yes, that's one of the other arguments where we say, okay, maybe the money is not great. But it's it, steady. It is. Oh, yeah, the, the, the session scene. The, yeah. the, the session yeah. scene, the money is not great, but it is regular gigs within a short distance of travel. In the afternoon? Sure. Perfect. But not, not uh, super late either. No. Which is, exactly. No. Which is also a good thing. But in yeah. the end of the day, you could also say that do we live 15 kilometers out of town? Mm. That's how fine <laughs> everything goes. Yeah. If we live 15 kilometers out of town, mm. it's not worth for us to do the gig anymore. Because now we have to pay extra time for the babysitter. And we have to cost. extra oh. extra petrol. Petrol is not cheap now. Yeah. But so that you can uh, so that's kind of how the balance is, <laughs> yeah. if you understand that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Tight tight warrior kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you have the degree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I have a feeling you'll uh, you'll make it to become old. <laughs> yeah, to we'll make it until we die. So what's and you, when what, we what die, what we will come to what you want. Can we request <laughs> when you play at our sure. funeral? Sure. <laughs> yeah, at I'll least. book it in my schedule. Yeah, okay, we'll pay um, the deposit. <laughs> if you really want to, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, brilliant! Uh, always nice to chat. And, Likewise, Andrew. Yeah, it's it's always good you. to see you in yeah. Galway. Yeah. See you soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Folk Music Podcast. As always, follow us on social media for the latest news. There is even an email newsletter you can sign up for if you want to get the latest episode directly in your email inbox. And we're always very grateful for feedback, ideas, and suggestions for the show, so keep them coming. That's all for this episode, though. Uh, I'll see you again very soon. Take care.